0: I want to start tonight just by reading the Luke 2 account of the birth of Christ. Um, and so if you've got your Bibles, I'm going to be in Luke 2. If you don't have them, they'll be on the screen, or, or you can pull them up on your phone. And, uh, and so if you don't read, I would encourage you, maybe um, if you don't get the chance to read this text with your families, take this opportunity tonight, tomorrow, you can read it again with your families. it be a great text for you to read with them. But uh, Luke 2, 1 through 14, <clears throat> says this. And suddenly there was with an angel with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he has whom he is pleased this Advent series, we have in the last month been been really looking at the person of Christ, and we, we specifically we looked at the offices of Christ in detail. We we looked first of all that Jesus was prophet, that we saw that Jesus was the very Word of God given to the people. That we, we you know He is the Word of God as, uh, you know, so He was given so we might know who God is and how we can. Uh, be right with God. Secondly, we saw that he was priest, that he is the only mediator between God and man. That that that, that he is the only way for us to be made right with God the Father forever. That 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 he is um, the, both the just and the justifier, meaning he was the priest to, to, to offer a sacrifice, but he was also the sacrifice we needed, that our sins needed, in order to be made right with God. He was his priest, and then we saw that Jesus is king, that, that he is Lord and Savior of all. He, he's, he's king. He's the king above all kings, the name above all names, and, and he's worthy of our allegiance. He's worthy of our, our lives being lived out for him, and and specifically, if we're getting into continuing to look at who Jesus is, we see in Luke two Luke, Luke 2's account that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Christ, or, or, or the promised one, the, the one that was to come. And, and, and so you have here in the story of Luke 2, Mary and Joseph... Traveling in the darkness of night, coming uh, to to registration to to, to to register for for the governmental purposes. I mean, very similar to uh, constituents and how how much funding that the 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 they were going to get from Rome and so they wanted to know how many people who was paying taxes all these kinds of things and so they had to go to their hometown David being from the lineage of David came came back to the city of David which was Bethlehem as it was prophesied that Christ would be born from now Jesus was born Like any of us are born in many ways, and Mary still went through pain, Joseph still was blamed for that pain, you know, poor Joseph, right? (laughs) Somehow this is your fault, right? even though we know it wasn't you know she couldn't blame god though so she just blamed joseph and 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 here he is born and 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 as you know the story goes they there was no room for them in the inn. there was there was there was no place for them to come when they got into bethlehem so they ended up in probably what was a cave a stable as we know it, but but likely a cave there on the side of bethlehem and and uh and, and this is where jesus was born And think about that, the very creator of the universe, the one who holds all things together. He wasn't born in a palace. He wasn't born in the kingdom. He he wasn't born with pomp and circumstance. He was born around animals. He was born among the lowest of, of humanity. The king of the universe The one who has always been and will always be humbled himself, put on flesh, and dwelt among us and and, and the lowest among us. What an incredible testimony of the heart of God to know that there is no one. There is no one outside of the reach of God's salvation. There is no one too far from God that he can't get to. And specifically that night, we're going to sing, oh Holy Night, the, the, the angels come, and they, they make themselves known to shepherds. Shepherds were the scum of the earth. Shepherds were the low of the low. Uh, shepherds, uh, shepherds couldn't be trusted. They, they, were, they were known as crooks and evil and thieves and, and wicked individuals. And the first birth announcement, again, not to kings, not to the wise men, The angels show up to shepherds and and give them a message that the Christ is going to be born. And to go and see that these shepherds get to go and see the birth of the Savior of the world. What an incredible testimony, again, of how God is so good. And if I was writing the story, or if you were writing the story of the coming birth of the King of all the universe, we probably wouldn't have written it the way it went down we're probably going to write out the shepherds okay they're kind of smelly stinky let's move them to the background of this story and let's let's kind of bring up maybe a king or or at least some maybe a priest or something like that maybe the high priest that'd be cool you know kind of get them involved if we were writing this story mary wouldn't have had jesus in a barn You know, we would have at least got him in a Holiday Inn or something, right? Like, we we would have have done something a little different if we were writing the story. But how beautiful is God that he he has so sovereignly ordained the birth of his own son that even the very way in which he is born screams that he is Savior of the world. Which is a great hope for you and me. It's a great hope for you and me because we know what what kind of condition we were, we were in spiritually, or maybe that you are in spiritually now, and, and there is no one too far for God to, to come and be Savior of your life and, and your heart. So here He is, the long-expected Messiah, the one prophesied about in the Old Testament, has finally arrived. And look at, I want to read to you 1 John 4, 9, because we're going to see the love of God in sending His own Son. It says this, 1 John 4, 9, In this, the love of God was made manifest among us. How? That God sent His only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love, that God sent His Son into the world that we might live through Him. Tonight we're trying to ponder the imponderable thought that the king of the universe humbled himself, put on flesh, dwelt among us to save a people who didn't deserve it. Jesus, who was the exact imprint of the nature of God, the very radiance of God himself, put on flesh, and not only put on flesh, but it would have been, you know, I, I think when Adam and Eve were, were created, you know, they were kind of, in my head, they were like 30 when they are created, right? Like, uh, You know, because he was a man, and she was a woman, taken out of the rib of a man, and I'm thinking, well, maybe Christ could have come like that, it could just shown up as, oh, there's a 30-year-old, all right, he's going to start his ministry, but that's not what happened, and that's not how God wrote the story. He writes it in this way, that Jesus... The one who holds all things together was held in the arms of Mary. At the very moment in which Christ is is holding stars in place, he's being fed by his mother. What an incredible picture of of, of the glory of God, what Jesus is, who He is, and how he humbled himself in order to become... In order to, to to give himself as a ransom for many, what a beautiful picture of the story of God! And what what kind of love is it that would go from the highest pinnacle of heaven, from angels and glory, and 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 without the the wickedness and 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 just sin of humanity to stay where he is but to give all that up to step into our world put on flesh dwell among us knowing full well he was not going to be received knowing full well the plan of god from the foundations of the world with that he be to go to the cross the, the, the king of all we know, the, the one who holds galaxies in, in the very word and by which it's all created comes and puts on flesh as a baby and dwells among us. Do you understand that you know, so often we just get in the pattern of the Christmas story and it becomes mundane for us. Oh yeah, we're going to celebrate Jesus. We're going to have a happy birthday Jesus cake. Happy birthday to you. We're going to do the whole bit, you know. But the reality... That the God of the universe the God of the universe the one who gives you your next breath put on flesh and submitted himself to humanity dwelt among us was tempted as we are tempted in every way yet without sin and walks to the cross an innocent man beaten and mocked and flogged and crucified he didn't deserve it and he knew this was what he was assigned to do and he stepped out of heaven anyway put on flesh and dwelt among us what an incredible display of the love of God for you and me the scriptures talk about it pleased the father to crush the son that's weird how could it please the father to crush the son the only way that it could please the father to crush the son is that A the son is going to get more glory from being crushed and B humanity is going to have a way unto be saved from our sin because of God's great love on us it pleased him to crush his own son that there may be a way and Jesus says, He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through Him. I would remind you of Matthew one twenty one, It says this about Mary. He says, She will bear a son, and you shall call His name Jesus, for He will save His people from their sins. You see, Jesus wasn't just born for a cute story that we celebrate once a year. We can bake some cookies and put up a tree, put some lights on it, have extra family time. I mean, really, we just had Thanksgiving. Do we really need more family time? <laughs> Maybe a little too personal right now. <laughs> some of us get some elbows. Uh, it's, it's bigger than that, though, right? I mean, Christ, it It, it, it came to seek and to save that which was lost. He he came as a ransom for many. He, he came to save us from our sins. And that's exactly what he did when he goes to the cross. See, much of what the birth of Christ is, it's about the death of Christ and really his defeat over death. And what happens upon when Jesus... Is born and puts on flesh and dwells among us, he starts a trajectory of living a life completely pleasing to God the Father, perfect in every way. And he takes that perfection to the very cross of Christ. And because he is perfect, because he's without sin, he can be a sacrifice. You know, Hebrews says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And so there had to be a sacrifice. And so he goes to the cross and he's sacrificed. And what happens on that cross is those who would believe upon Christ, those who would put their faith and trust in him, their sins are placed on, is, we are in Christ, it says, that he takes our sins upon himself. Corinthians says that he who knew no sin became sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God. So he takes upon himself the sin of those who believe on, upon him and he takes the punishment that that sin deserves. So, if you are in Christ, there is no condemnation for you. God no longer looks on you in judgment. Your sins have been paid for in the cross of Christ. For those of you who have put your faith and trust in Him, for those of you who haven't, the the scriptures say that the wrath of God remains on you. And this is why Christ came, He didn't come to be a cute story. He didn't come so that we can make a 100 movies about Him or about the season. He came to save sinners. That's why He came. And I can't help but think that there are many in here that that are not saved, that haven't put your faith and trust in Christ. And I would just say to you, the reason the God of the universe sent his own son to put on flesh, a humble beginning from the pinnacle of heaven to a a cradle in the dirt, put on flesh and dwelt among us, lived the life, ridiculed, painful, went to the cross, scourged, was for you. Because he loves you. And the very fact that you're even in this place tonight might be God's very own hand drawing you to himself so that you might be saved. And so that this Christmas season might be different than any other Christmas season, that it might be bigger than trinkets or toys or things that are going to be in a garage sale in the future. But it might be that you, for the first time, come to faith in Christ. You, for the first time, maybe see jesus for who he really is and why he was really sent here Uh, look at what the angels say look look at what they say the shepherds says glory to god in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased look at that peace among those with whom he is pleased so, so, so the angels proclaim that this baby, the Christ, will bring peace on the earth, but there 's a stipulation to that peace. The stipulation is he will bring peace on those with whom he is pleased. How do I get in that boat? How do I become one with whom Jesus is pleased? I think about before I came to Christ and when I begin to evaluate my own Life and I had a real kind of spiritual experience that God worked in my heart and life, and and to to where I came to some logical conclusions about my life. I, I had at least understood and believed that this wasn't accidental. So, logically, to me, there was a creator, and then it started pieces started coming together for me. If there is a creator, then logically, He created me, and if He created me, then logically, the next step of that is then. I'm accountable to Him in some way. All creation is accountable to their Creator in some way. So I'm accountable to Him in some way. And if I'm accountable to Him in some way, I'm in trouble. (laughs) I'm in trouble. Because I begin to evaluate my life and look at my life and say, Well, I've done nothing. Why would God be pleased with me? And then I begin to... uh, You know, understand what the God came faith of Christ. God saved me. I came to the understanding that what it means for Jesus to He he is pleased with those who are in Him. It's not a list of moral rules. I mean, some of you have grown up in very legalistic backgrounds. Some of you have grown up in faiths that are really like works based. I want to be very clear with you. You know, you being pleasing to God is not you doing a list of things. It's not you saying, "Okay, all right, this Christmas we're going to go to Christmas Eve." Check. You know, Christmas Eve service, great. We're going to pray, check. I'm going to try to read my Bible, check. Um, I'll put something in the plate, check. Um, New Year's is coming up. I'm going to make some New Year's resolution. One of those, we'll go to church, check. See, this list of moral things, this list of things that you've got in your head that makes you right with God, that's bunk. It's not true. You could do those a million times over and not be pleasing to God the only way to be pleasing to god is to be in the son the only way to be in the son is to put our faith and trust in him in full that is the only way this is what happens when god looks at us and he's able to be pleased with us is because he doesn't see us he sees the people who are in christ and he loves christ he loves jesus he's pleased with jesus entirely and so when we're in Jesus, that's how we're pleasing to God. So it's the only way to be right with Him. You can't do a list of things. You can't do keep up the moral code. You trust Jesus to be your sacrifice. The perfection and righteousness that you need to be pleasing to God. It's the only way to be pleasing to God. There is no other way. Now my fear is... That many of us sit in here and think that the salvation of Jesus is universal, and by that I mean just applicable to all. It's not. There is stipulation, there's peace on those with whom he is pleased what does it mean to have peace what is even peace what is how can i have joy the the only way for us to have because this is what we're after right i mean we think we're going to have peace and joy if we get the right gifts for people this christmas if we cook the right casserole if we you know we get through christmas without a knockdown, drag out fight you know we we think okay that's peace that's not peace well, we think, okay, joy comes, if everything just is perfect, you know, at Christmas, if I, if I, if I get all my ducks in a row, if I do all the right stuff, I'm going to have joy. That's not joy. Where true peace and true joy comes from, it comes from knowing that we have right standing with God Almighty. That's what peace comes from. You don't have peace in your life. You don't have lasting joy in your life. I would ask you, do you have right standing with God the Father? Do you have right standing with God the Father? And again, to be clear, the only way for you to have right standing with God the Father is by putting your faith and trust in God the Son, Jesus Christ, who went to the cross because He loved you, died on the cross because He loved you, applies salvation to us redemption to us because of his great love on us before the foundations of the world those who put their faith and trust in him god the father looks on us and could not be more or less pleased with us he's entirely fully pleased with those who are in christ the scriptures are clear on this it couldn't be more clear uh many are called but few are chosen Wide is the road that leads to destruction, narrow is the gate that leads to life, and few find it. The cross of Christ is for those who have come to faith in Jesus. It's it's an invitation to all, but those who will have peace forever and eternity and peace on this life are those who have bowed their knee to Christ. So maybe this Christmas season will be different than your other ones. I think about, you know, you, you think about the whole story of Mary and Joseph, right? They're, they're like, uh, they're, they're bundled up, they're heading to Bethlehem. Uh, and ladies, you can just imagine Mary's nine months pregnant, traveling probably a six-day journey. Um, and, and then they get there and Joseph didn't make any reservations. Uh, I, I saw this meme it says that's how Silent Night really began <laughs> talk to me Mary uh, and they, they they get to a stable because there was no room for Jesus in the end and I wonder how many that that very statement is true for today that you would love to follow Christ, you would love to have your life to, to be qualified as having peace in, in God, peace with God, joy with God, but the reality is that you just don't have any room for Him. And you've made no room for Him. You've got other th- priorities, your, your work, maybe your family. Maybe your sin, maybe your own ambitions. But the reality is when it comes to finding a place in your own heart, there's no room for him there. And what I would plead with you, what I would plead with you is for you to understand that because I know many of you, this is the first time, maybe you've been in a church in a long time, and you're used to some kind of cupcake Christmas Eve service, and Jesus loves you, and all this stuff. I want to be very clear with you on what is true. And what is true is simply this. This, it's not ritual, and it's not a game. There is no greater thing in your life to have settled than are you at peace with God there's nothing greater and the loving hand of our great god says come you who are thirsty and i will give you living water come and eat come you who are tired and heavy laden and i will give you rest This is the the offer of Christ. It's not one that says, jump through 14 hoops to get right with me. That's not what Jesus says. He just says, come. Bring all your sin. Bring all your mess ups. Bring all your temptations or frustrations and bring them all and you come. And that's the invitation of Christ to you. Do you have room for him? Do you have room for the, the God of the universe who put on flesh and dwelt among us because of his great love for our people to be saved from, the, from their sin? Do you have room? Let's pray together.